This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Hey everyone, good afternoon. It is Friday. Mm. I'm a little more chill this week than I was last week. (laughs) I know I was yelling at y'all. Not at y'all, but I was yelling like the whole time. I went back and listened and I was like, dang. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I was so hype. Like, so hype. And this week has been, I don't know, I don't know if y'all have ever... I mean, I'm sure we all have at some point in our lives, but you know when you're kind of getting like a lecture from your parents or you're being talked to by them and and all you can do is just sit there and listen? Like, that's literally what this week has been for me. I've felt like <clears throat> Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God has been talking and all I can do is listen And it's for my good, it's for my benefit, obviously. It's just, I'm not able to do anything else but just sit there like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm, like nod and literally pay attention. Um, Some of it's been correction, as you guys know, over the last couple weeks, God has been drilling some things in me. Um, He's been refining things in me, showing me myself. Um, Some of it has been encouragement as only he can do. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself, but there are just those times where only God can truly encourage you. And um, for the most part, it's been direction, which I do believe comes from being um, in a place that is willing to receive from God. Um, And then obviously realigning yourself with him, repenting for those things that you've done that are not of his glory, that have Put you aside um, or have have turned your head basically from the Lord um, but upon upon repentance when we turn and go the opposite direction or we recalculate and go in the direction the Lord is leading us like he desires to open up heaven and to pour out blessings that we're not able to receive and one of those blessings for me has been direction um, it was really interesting, specifically on Valentine's Day, Love Day, officially Love Day, whatever. Um, I had one of those moments. It was a very special day for me um, in that I finally said yes, y'all. I finally said yes to my purpose and passion for God's glory. Um, I know I've talked about this a lot on Tether Talk, man, just my my journey the ups and the downs of just trying to stay tethered to the lord and trying to stay committed to what he's revealed to me um while i navigate my own life navigate culture navigate religion navigate you know relationships and just like my own natural changes um it's been it's been a journey and i know it will continue to be a journey at this point on the journey though I finally said yes to my purpose and my passion. And um, 
And it's something that God showed me literally three years ago. You guys know, like, you know, what Tether's about. Um, this podcast is for all women. You know, my desire is to help all of us navigate life as women and to do so with the only hope that satisfies, and that's Jesus Christ, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, I have all these other avenues of communication, how I want to really share this message with the women that God has specifically earmarked to hear his word through me. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just gonna be all women in some spaces or single women or divorced women. And I finally just said yes. And, um, you know, I know that I'm extremely passionate for the, the struggle and the journey of divorced women as a divorced woman or woman who's made the decision to divorce. And um, so, yeah, it's been really crazy. And up to this point, I've been at like maybe 75, 80% on that because I know what the implications of saying yes to something like that. Um, but your girl is all in. Like, I don't even know how else to say it. I'm all in and it really feels good. And so as I reveal some of the things that are coming through with Tether Mission, um, there are going to be elements that speak to various statuses, you know, single and divorced women in particular. Um, but this podcast will forever always be for all women, you know. Um, and so I hope that you continue to be blessed by this. I'm not going to ever stop this podcast. <laughs> like this is where it all began. So it's just going to keep going. Um, but when you do finally see the website, you're going to see things that look a little different. And then I have another one that's I'm going to put up just to kind of, you know, give a little bit more clarity and then as I as I drop these different uh, platforms that God has given me peace about stepping on um, you know you'll, you'll see it's all gonna come together and yeah that's what he's blessed me with y'all he literally has blessed me with direction and it is because of um, his his mercy as we talked about last week but it's also his grace like his direction is unmerited favor that's literally what it is um, and that's, I'm just on the receiving end of it right now. And it's, it's such a blessing. Um, and I also feel like, like I said, I'm, I'm mad chill right now. <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know. I probably, I probably, no, I'm not unstable obviously, but because it's, it's usually a week from the last recording, but like, I'm telling y'all something shifts in the spirit. Like it just, it'll shift and there are moments that I have, I, I didn't even plan on any of this. Like much of my introduction is just me processing out loud. So thanks for listening or eavesdropping on my thoughts. But um, much of, much of, much of this journey has just been me like doing my best to just follow Jesus and to really hold on to him. And sometimes it seems like it's just up and down but I really think that that is what life is. It's about learning how to pivot, learning how to adjust, learning how to, um, you know, to flow with life. The only thing constant, the only thing sure is, is Christ. He's the anchor for our souls. He is the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, the one the builders rejected, the one the world rejected. But upon him, everything is built. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that strongly, like while I'm being moved and shaped and, you know, um, worked in the master's hands, 
like he's steady he's stable you know what i mean so i'm i'm just holding on to that but I, like i said i feel like it's just mad calm right now and you know what they say it's always calm before the storm and I honestly don't feel like this is like a bad storm. I really don't. I think this is this is a storm that is just gonna shift things. It's just gonna change the direction, you know, um, destruction or deconstruction or winds and wiping away or erasing isn't always bad. And just see it as like a, a clean slate, right? Um, and I feel like that's what's happening. So I think whatever storm is coming it's an establishing storm. And I feel that not just for myself, like I feel like God is doing that amongst believers. And I think he's doing that amongst those who are willing to fix their eyes on Christ, to gaze upon his beauty and to wait for his instruction. He's truly my commander in chief. And yeah, I may have been a wayward soldier every once and again or every once in a while every now and again every once in a while but i know i know from whom i get my my assignment like my true purpose my assignment i get it from him because in him is life and i know that i'm gonna win if i say yes to that assignment i might be good at other things i might be a worship leader and i'm gonna still do that i'm gonna still worship i'm gonna still help lead people into the presence of god through song and through writing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still do that. But if he's like, yo, Naomi, that's that's one of the gifts that I've given you, but I've given you other gifts, other talents, other abilities, and I'm gonna need you to, to step into those things in this season of your life, I gotta be obedient because where he goes is life and peace. Oh my God, life and peace, Jesus. Yes, life and peace. And so I'm just, I, I, I'm so, I feel, I know I cry a lot, but I really, I feel, I feel the presence of the Lord. And he's about to shake something in those who are willing to say yes. He's about to shake something in those who are willing to obey. And it's going to, it's going to literally shift what's happening in our spheres of influence in our in our world um wherever you are like if if you even i dare you i dare you to let him show you yourself all of it i'm tapping into james right now <laughs> but like let him show you yourself and trust that whatever he shows you is for your good and is for his glory. So I'm gonna try to fall back on that and just kind of like slide away from that. Cause you know, sometimes I will, I will keep going, but I feel, I feel like there's more that God wants to share with me on this in particular. And that's probably something I gotta hold for just a little bit. I gotta hold it. Um, maybe just have another time with the Lord, like just, just hold it. It's okay. I'm sure it'll come out. Y'all already know. I don't really hide much from y'all, honestly. <laughs> I really don't. So what you hear is what you get, and it's who I really am. Ask any, Pick up the phone and ask any one of my friends, anybody who's in my circle. They'll be like, yep, that's, yep, we've been talking about that all week. 
it is what it is but all that to say I've come back to a place that is just so simple and yet so profound and that is honoring Christ Jesus as my first love and allowing him to resume first place in my life and I'm not quite sure where this journey is going to take me but I have a feeling it is about to be something else and that's real I'm just gonna keep doing my best to be faithful and obey okay guys gals brothers and sisters my friends my family we are still in James chapter one. It is February, 2022. This is hashtag my black. And I wasn't sure what I was gonna call this particular episode. Um, I think I'm gonna call it, ooh, what am I gonna call it? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag my black heart. Yes, I think that works. Oh, wow, perfect still February, Black History Month, yeah, Love Month, yeah, it works, I'll take it, hashtag my black heart, let's read, this is James chapter 1 verses 19 through 21, CSB version, and it's under the subsection hearing and doing the word, and we are going to be tackling my absolute favorite verse next week, <sighs> amen. But this week, verses 19 through 21, and it reads, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Okay. I'm going to read it one more time and I'm going to share briefly with y'all what I believe these verses are talking about and how we can apply them to our lives. James chapter 1 verses 19 through 21. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. In light, let me turn off my laptop, other volume. In light of everything that we have covered in chapter one about trials, about maturing as a believer, and about the goodness and perfection of God, James is just bringing us to a very, very clear point before closing out this chapter. And what he's really trying to say in these three verses is if you have received in your heart and you truly accept the word of God, then you will follow these few steps that he's giving, these imperatives that he's giving us. Let's start with verse 19. Everyone and he's talking about everybody, <laughs> brothers, sisters, children, grandparents, everybody understand this. Okay. He's saying you need to pay attention. Everyone should be quick to listen, pay attention. If you have a heart for God, if you love God and you accept his word, 
pay attention. Number two, be slow to speak. What does that mean? It means slow down, right? Be slow to anger. What does that mean? Control your emotions. So he's given us three imperatives in this verse. The first, be quick to listen. Second, be slow to speak. Third, be slow to anger. These are some of the best points of communication anyone could ever receive, right? Listen first. Why is he telling them to listen? If you really say that you have a heart for God and you accept his word, then you will revere it enough to actually listen to it. It's very simple. You love God, that means you love his word. You want to honor God, that means you obey his word. You want to believe in God, that means you're faithful to his word. And when I say his word, I'm not just talking about the word of God. I'm talking about Christ, who is, according to John, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. If you have a heart for God, you will obey his word. You will listen to his word. You'll be faithful to his word and you will pay attention to his word. Be quick to listen. Number two, be slow to speak. I mean, slow down. We all know full well that we're, if we're in a conversation and we're trying to say something to somebody and all they're doing is talk, 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 blah, 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 blah. They're not really listening. In the same way, if every single time you get in the presence of the Lord, if every single time you hear the word of God, if every single time you go to church, if every single time you're talking to a friend and she's, he or she's trying to encourage you about the word or correct you about the word or something about the word of God, and you always got something to say, James is giving the imperative. If you love God with your heart and you accept his word, be slow to speak, slow down. I believe there's a scripture, um, I think it's in Proverbs, it says, Proverbs, I'm sorry. It says, even a fool is thought wise if he holds his tongue. The dumbest person in the room will seem like the most wise person in the room just because they're being quiet. You don't have to say anything to seem intelligent. <laughs> you don't have to. You could literally sit there and look like the most wise person in the world just by being quiet. Now, that's not the goal. The goal isn't like, okay, I'm just going to pretend like I got wisdom. No, because the moment you open your mouth, we don't know if you're a fool or if you're wise. That's, that's facts. But the reality here is even a fool is thought wise if he holds his, tongue, holds his tongue. As soon as they open their mouth, you'll know. But while they're quiet, you have no idea what's going on in their minds. And you'll be like, oh, okay, this person's actually listening. There's a little bit, there's a little bit of like, okay, I, I feel you. Like, okay, you paying attention to me? That's good. Let, let me see, let me hear what you have to say. Let me hear what it is that you heard me say and what it is that you have to say based upon what I said. Be slow to speak, slow down. A lot of times, even in um, our faith circles or in our friendships and our relationships, specifically as believers, but in general. We know full well that the relationships that fall apart are those where communication is exceptionally lacking. People are not paying attention to each other. They're talking over one another. They're not listening. They're not actively listening. They might be quiet, but they're not really paying attention. We know that communication is one of the main reasons why relationships falter. You know what I'm saying? So these are very important um, imperatives that we're being given but they're even more so, yes, they're important for our relationships, but they're even more so 
Because as we get through these particular verses, we'll see that this is what ends up saving our souls. The third thing, be slow to anger. Control your emotions. I suck at this. I really do. I'm not talking about, you know, my ups and downs when I cry and stuff on the on the mic. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the fact that sometimes I, I'm so passionate about certain things and I just, I'll just speak, right? I will just say whatever is on my mind, what I'm thinking. It is what it is. Um, but this verse in particular is speaking not just to someone who is quick, right? So that's, I think mine will probably be more controlled to that slow to speak. I may not often be that person who's kind of like, mm -hmm. well, I, I, I want to be a lawyer, y'all, since I was like six, seven years old. Like I'm, I'm thinking about my next argument. I, that's how I am wired. I literally have to fight against that natural wiring to, to check what's being said to me, to vet what's being said to me, to, to you know, cross-reference what's being said to me. Like that's how my mind thinks. I'm empathic for the most part, but I'm also very, very analytical in the sense that like I can sit there and listen to you talk and I'm like, oh yeah, I got you. I got about 10 points I got for you. You know what I'm saying? And then if I get to like, if I'm like one or two and I get tired and I just want to talk to you anymore, like it's done. That is Naomi when she is not under the blood, <laughs> when she is not surrendered to the spirit. Okay. But when I am surrendered to the spirit, it still comes out, but at least I'll be a little bit, I'll, I'll slow down just a little bit. I'll try to slow down a little bit. And then after, you know, somebody says what I got to say, or I read the post all the way through, <laughs> I listen to the video all the way through, then I'll call somebody and be like, this is what I thought. <laughs> or I'll read the post and I'll be like, is it even worth me responding? You know what I'm saying? Like I invite God into the process as best as I can when I'm walking in the spirit. When I am not, I am not slow to speak. Speaking of slow to anger though, controlling emotions, of course, I've been angry before. Of course, I've said things I don't mean before, of course. But this anger in particular, as we're talking about the context of receiving or accepting the word of God, is specifically talking about being teachable and not combative. Being teachable. And I don't mean just listening to every single person. I mean listening to the truth. So wherever the truth is coming from, it doesn't matter who the vessel is, you need to be listening, right? Be slow to anger, control your emotions, even if, and, and of course, James is talking to believers in the church. He's talking to Jews, but he's talking to believers in general. And he's saying, you might be sitting in church, Bible study, wherever, talking to a friend, and they start saying something and because you got stuff all up in your heart, you don't want to listen, but they're speaking truth. You need to be slow to anger. No matter how you feel about it, if that person is God's chosen vessel in that moment to speak truth to you, you need to be teachable and you don't need to be combative. If you love God, you submit to his word and it doesn't matter who it comes from. It's okay to ask questions, right? And it's okay to inquire. It's okay to inquire. It's also okay to say, I'm not feeling that right now. You can say you disagree. That doesn't mean that what's said is not true. But it may mean that you just need to sit on that for a little bit. But sit in the truth. Don't sit in your anger. Because as we know, when, when Jesus was talking to the religious leaders and they're like, okay, what about murder and anger? God's like, oh, Jesus is like, wait a minute. He's like, yo, you all talking about murder. I'm talking about the sin of anger in one's heart 
unresolved anger in what's in one's heart is just as bad as murder so if you are not slow to anger and you can't control your emotions and you're not teachable you become combative guess what you might end up saying stuff that's going to kill somebody's emotions it's going to kill their soul it's going to start affecting their heart on the inside and Christ is like, yo, I'm, I'm raising the standard. You didn't got to stab nobody in the back with a real knife, shoot somebody or anything like that. The fact that you have anger in your heart, you're not being teachable and you only desire to be combative, prove your point, whatever. You don't want to listen to the truth and you come at people. That's just as bad. And the reason why it's just as bad is because you know Jesus. He's not saying the consequences are equal saying something bad and the whole sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt he's not saying words specifically are equal to taking somebody's life but as a christian you have to be submitted and surrendered to the holy spirit exercise self-control and be slow to anger because you know that death and life are in the power of the tongue you know that if you open your mouth and say something that's out of order it's going to kill your brother or your sister spiritually. It's going to hit them emotionally. Was not about to touch on this, but that is the reason why I personally believe that how we speak to each other is a direct reflection of how much we love God and how we reflect the Lord in that moment. If you are consistently talking smack on everybody, always got something negative to say, and you don't know how to love people in communication and your conversation, Something's faulty with your relationship with Jesus, man, especially if you're a professing believer. You can be Christian by name, a culture of Christian, just go to church once every month nowadays, pandemic, or once every, I don't know, six months, never press play to watch the live stream, whatever it is. If, if that's the type of Christian you are, amen, do your thing. But if you are born again, you are born again, you know death and life are in the power of your tongue. You know that. That is why Jesus says, anger in the heart is just as bad as murder. You know it. This body is wasting away. I'm not saying go take nobody out. That's not what I'm saying. But it is to say like, you know this body's wasting away, but your spirit lives on day by day. Like it's, it, we know it. And so it's our responsibility to love people to life with our words because our hearts belong to God and we accept his word. Because we accept his word, because our hearts belong to God, because we love God, we want to be quick to listen, pay attention to the word of God, be, do our best to obey, do our best to be faithful, be slow to speak, slow down, keep our mouths shut, listen first actively then be able to respond and show that we've been listening and be honest about what we think and we feel and be slow to anger controlling our emotions being teachable and non-combative asking our questions but not sitting in anger so it does not stir up a root of anger in us that leads to us basically using our tongues that are supposed to speak life to people to instead bring death upon them and then he continues and he says <clears throat> in verse 20 for the anger human anger does uh, i was about to read a different version or say a different version because that's how i memorized it but for the human anger does not accomplish god's righteousness the anger of man does not bring about god's righteousness it just doesn't when men are angry when human beings are angry they're angry because they're being self-righteous they're angry because they want to please themselves they're angry because they want to preserve themselves yes of course you're you could be angry because rightfully okay that's fine 
this context again is you hearing the word of God, the truth of God, and you just don't like it. You just not feeling it. You are living in sin in some way. And you're like, I'm tired of everybody being my business. How did you know that I'm jacking up? How did you know I'm shacking up? Like, how do you know all this stuff? And you don't want to deal with it. You want to please yourself. You want to be self-righteous. You want to preserve yourself. That's the anger of men. That's human anger. And it does not produce God's righteousness. Verse 21, therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent in this world. Put aside these things. Get rid of every single trace of evil, every single trace of moral filth. Why? Because you are a new creature. James is basically saying like you are a Christian now. You are a follower of Jesus Christ now. It is your number one goal. Yes, your number one priority is to draw closer to Jesus. And as we draw closer to Jesus, we will look more like him. We will evolve into who he wants us to be. He will He will transform us into his likeness. And as he's doing that, he is ridding us of all of these of this filth like he's already renewed us he's already cleansed us but we have our part to play in removing ourselves from these things removing them from our lives removing our ourselves from environments that foster these types of behaviors moral uh, um immoral acts evil that is so prevalent verse 21 says evil is everywhere craziness is everywhere James says, you gotta, you gotta remove yourself from that. You gotta separate yourself from that. It's too prevalent. We want nothing to do with that. Your heart cannot afford that. We're talking about being slow to anger and controlling your emotions. That's you, that's external. That's what you do with other people or towards other people. But this part right here, ridding yourself of moral filth and the evil that's so prevalent, that's work that you have to do. And if you don't do that, you don't put in the effort to do that, you're only gonna end up killing yourself. You're only going to end up uh, uh, distorting your soul. But you are a new creature in Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we don't, we don't, we're not attached to that anymore. We have power over those things. And we have power over them all the more when we separate ourselves from those things. And it continues in verse 21. It says, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Yo, I love this one right here, man. I love how it just, it just comes together. It is so good. If one truly, if one, one's heart truly loves God, if your heart truly loves God, be humble. Be humble and just receive the word of God. I have, listen, I think it's, it's, it's in First uh, Peter. It says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and in due season, he will raise you up. That raising you up due season, that's, that's different. I want to talk about that first part. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, right? Mighty, meaning God has the power to humble you, but he gives us grace to humble ourselves. If you truly love God and your heart is belongs to God, your heart is receiving and accepting the word of God. It is for your benefit. It's for your good that you take on what he has spoken to you and you allow yourself to be made new. You allow yourself to be transformed. You say, "Uh oh, <laughs> the Lord's talking about fornication. Let me fall back on that. Uh Oh, God's talking about uh, being angry and uh, 
uh, unrighteously angry, not talking about justifiable anger, but unrighteously angry. I need to fall back on that. He's talking about uh, making sure that I'm not a gossip. I need to fall back on that. It's better that you take the initiative to humble yourself, humbly receive the word, humble yourself, than for the Lord to humble you and for you to receive, to see the truth of God's word by experience because you missed out on the opportunity to receive it by choice. And I'm not saying God's over here with a gavel, just like banging everybody down. Like, oh, I'm God. I'm judge. I'm like, there will come a day. But right now, his grace is like sufficient. And his, as a believer, you have grace. As an unbeliever, you have common grace. God is gracious to all of humanity. He says that in John 3, 16, I, that he came to the world. God so loved the world that he gave his son the world, not just us, but the world. There's a special grace for believers, but there is a common grace for every single person. God's like, yo, I love my creation. So under the common grace of God, under the special grace of God, humble yourselves and receive the word. Why? Because the word protects us. The word keeps us. The word shows us our blind spots. The word is like a mirror to show us who we truly are. You closing your eyes in front of that mirror is you saying, I don't want to see me. And you're going to walk out. We're going to talk about this next week. Oh, this is going to be so good. Perfect. All that to say, you want to humble yourself and receive the word of God because why? If you receive the implanted word, it will be able to save your souls. And I love this. I love how James ends this because... He says, humble, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, is, not was, because he's not talking about just the day that you accepted Jesus. I'm a believer now. Yay, salvation. My soul's not going to hell. That's amazing. No, he's not talking about that. He didn't say, uh, receive the implanted word, which was able to save your souls. He said, which is which means he's talking about the word being a continual part of your life. Listening and listening to the word of God, receiving the word of God as a continual part of your life. It is able to save your soul. It is able to sanctify you. He's talking about the full process of the believer being sanctified until the day that Christ returns. That is literally what this whole thing is about. So my, my charge and my encouragement to all of us with this particular episode, with these three verses about hearing and doing the word, about ensuring that we are quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, that we don't allow the anger of man or the human anger to, to overcome us because it's not, it doesn't bring about God's righteousness, that we rid ourselves of all filth and of, of the evil that is so prevalent and we humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save our souls. The reason why this is so good and so important is because at the end of the day, it begins with your heart. It begins with your heart. And so when I think, when I think about that, there's a verse that also I think Proverbs in Proverbs too, yeah, in Proverbs as well. Sorry, 4:22 and it's 4:23 and it says, "Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life." We have to be willing to protect our hearts, and we know full well that what comes out of us is what is going into us, right? So, if you want 
goodness to come out of you, you got to put goodness in. God is good. God is perfect. His word is good. His word is perfect. Take that in like bread and water so that what comes out of you is good. So that what nourishes you is good. So that your heart remains pure. Your heart remains open. Your heart remains receptive to the word of God, which is able to save your souls. Which is able to save your soul continually from all the craziness that's going on in this world outside of us in our families and within our souls within our own personal hearts and i've experienced that my black heart literally has experienced that this week i've i've had to stand before the word of god and allow it to be a mirror to show me myself and i finally i'm seeing it and a lot of stuff i don't like it is kind of black in there <laughs> for lack of a better for lack of a yes for lack of a better phrase um but sorry my daughter came in and she's like can i go to the bathroom of course you can you don't need my permission for that anyway all i have to say it's it's hard it's hard sometimes because we don't want to see the bad in us we don't want to come face to face with that we don't want that but the truth of the matter is you cannot clean fix or restore that which you don't see as broken and destructive evil dirty whatever you got to come face to face with it and so yeah this is hashtag my black heart this is me coming face to face with my heart those areas in my heart that need to be re that need to be corrected so that god can make me white as snow again and purify my heart so i can be more obedient and faithful but it's also my black heart because this is how i as a woman as a black woman am processing how to receive the word of god and how to live it out i'm doing my best my own way <laughs> trying to follow his way trying to follow his path trying to be about his business and looking forward to not being one of those hypocritical people who say one thing and do something else who hears and does not do and that's what we're going to talk about next week in the final episode installment of hashtag my black this february 2022 thank you all so much for listening today i bless you have a wonderful week and i will talk to you later until next time <laughs>